Welcome to Chat About. The Bemidji School Board meets tonight. We'll hear from the Superintendent of Schools, Jeremy Olson, and one of the board members, Julie Ladela. It's coming up next on Chat About, sponsored today by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Kev. Thank you. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, a very fun morning you guys had today before you came over to see us. Yes. I'm ecstatic, honestly. So I just happened to have the day off, and so I called Jeremy last week to ask if I would be able to visit some schools, and he recommended the high school. Um, and so I was very fortunate to go to the high school. Um, got to go up and see the Lumberjack High School, which I didn't know anything about and was floored at what they do at the Lumberjack High School. Completely polar opposite of what I thought it was and the fantastic work they do up there with our students at, literally had me in tears mm. i mean it was that it was that good so for so, those of us who don't know what the lumberjack high school is what is the lumberjack high school so lumberjack high school really serves to be that extra boost for students you know sometimes students uh, have fallen behind in credits or um, something like that or uh, needs things maybe at a, a little different pace and so with the lumberjack uh, the the mission there is to get kids to graduate on time, you know, and, and that's really the focus. So if students are struggling with, you know, credit recovery uh, or, you know, with credits, um, maybe a fall behind their classes, or if they're struggling with, um, you know, sometimes people just need a little more time, right? So we were, we were talking this morning about just how they, they take will take a class and they'll extend it so that there's more time available to the student to uh, complete those credits. So it's, it's all about credit attainment, making sure kids are graduating um, hopefully on time you know and so that it's that little shot in the arm for students that maybe need a little bit of help um, and just uh, meeting the staff this morning and, and talking through what they do and who they serve and why they do what they do you know the why is important and it was it was really heartwarming to visit with staff that are that committed to kids and, and committed to helping kids graduate and making sure kids are successful okay. yes. um, that that was one part of your morning you guys checked out some other cool things too yeah, so Career Academies was going on, and let me tell you, uh, Jenny Fraley, who runs that, or I know she's one of the people that does that, did such an amazing job. So to be able to see these uh, uh, local and not even local businesses come in um, and show the students what they have to offer um, is amazing. It's reaching out to these students and letting them see what's out there for them, you know, post-graduation or even, even during graduation, like the CNA uh, thing that they have mm -hmm. through Sanford and stuff. So um, I think some of the funniest things were watching them, the students try and drive um, a van and they were crashing and they were giggling. Oh my gosh, you have these. This was a simulator. <laughs> right, a simulator. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, I should probably make that clear. But they're just giggling like little little school kids, you know, out of playground. They were just having a blast with it. And honestly, just seeing them interact with these people and the simulator things or the simulation things that mm -hmm. they had was so much fun. And I got to talk to a couple of people that were there and just asked them, you know, what brought you here? Crystal Sugar mm -hmm. um, was one of them. And she was really good about explaining to me what they're looking for and, and what the process of um, each person at each uh, work site is and stuff. So it was really neat, mm -hmm. really neat to see. But yeah, it's so nice to see students interact with with uh, community members and other other communities. Well, I think weren't you on a simulator using some pretty heavy equipment? I was actually. So if my husband's listening, I could probably work for La Valley Industries right now. Um, I was able to take a, um, I don't even know what it's called. That's the saddest thing, but it has a bucket and I was able to lift dirt uh, 
out of the ground and dump it successfully in the back of a back of a dump truck and stuff. So yeah, and I also got to see uh, what an alternator was and where it was located because he thinks that that needs to be replaced in my car. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so there was a, there was a little pre- presentation that was helping kids understand the different parts of an engine. So they had a, a Subaru Boxer engine there. And uh, it had all the different parts uh, numbered. And then you, there was a screen that you could interact to try to guess, okay, what part is number one, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so forth. And then it gave you some information about each part. So just helping kids understand, like, okay, what is, you know, a lot of us haven't had a, an engine out of our car, right, mm-hmm. and looked at it. And so just giving uh, kids some hand on, hands-on experience, okay, this is where the oil filter is. This right. is where the... I think uh, the, crank shaft pulley. Yes, I think that's the one. Yeah, that's what we were talking about yep. this morning. Uh, so it was just fun walking around, um, watching. There was a, actually a flight simulator where mm-hmm. there were some kids that were Born. trying their hand out uh, mm-hmm. as a pilot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I wa- got to watch some people that I would absolutely let them take me up flying. And there was a couple of people I thought, nope, nope. I, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to be flying anytime soon with you. Definitely the kids driving the van. No, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> but, no, it was a great morning. And then we also uh, – Dr. Stonick, uh, the high school mm. principal, took us on a, a little tour, and we saw the um, CNA lab that's right there in Bemidji High School. That's new. That's a partnership with Sanford Health. It was great to uh, see that and actually have that available for our students. So my understanding is prior to this lab being put in place, kids would have to take two two blocks of time because one block was for, like, traveling and, and bookends because it didn't always – the classes over at Sanford didn't always match our high school schedule. And now – it's really efficient. It's just one, you know, it's one block of time that coincides with our um, school day. It's right in our in our school, so kids don't have to travel. And one of the things that we learned too is that where we used to have very little interest in CNA careers uh, in the high school, now there's, I believe he said there was a waiting list. Of, yeah, I think they have 40, 40 plus students plus there's a waiting list. So they went from three students that were initially interested to forty students plus a waiting list. Okay. So, and the lab that they have is, I mean, I work at Sanford. I've seen our own lab. I've, I've seen the Northwest Technical College lab, and I, it's amazing. I was literally a jaw drop when I saw the hospital beds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and that program is still gearing up, so we still have things on order and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's what's exciting to me about that is when you talk about helping kids understand where, where they're going workforce-wise, you know, mm-hmm. to take a course like that if they're interested in, you know, a medical career to understand, okay, do I want to be a CNA or do I want to be a CNA right now and maybe move into something else later? Um, it also helps the workforce because, you know, now you have people that are um, have that that license that are able to move forward and, and help out, you know, Sanford Health. So it's really kind of that symbiotic relationship between Sanford Health and the school district and, and really talking about how do we help each other uh, giving our students experience, giving our students knowledge, getting real-world practical application, and then being able to turn around and make that a career if people want, turn that around and make uh, it an, an entrance into a career field. So a lot of good things happening this morning. It was a lot of fun. And so that was all before 9.30 in the morning. So <laughs> I know. It, was, it was a good, I good morning. A, I picked a good day. <laughs> yeah. um, how many career academies are there now? Oh, you know what? I don't even have the number. Uh, there's uh, pathways and career cat, so I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Okay. I don't have that number off the top of my it's, head there. It's uh, a if bunch. you would talk to Dr. Stonic, he'd have that right off the top. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, and I, I, you know, I don't know why 23 is coming to my into my head right now, but that might be in, inaccurate. So, anyways, we do have uh, several, and I would love to bring that in our next chat about okay. maybe answer that question better. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I, I know there's a media one uh, that uh, we're working with with uh, Lakeland Public TV and the Bemidji Pioneers. So mm-hmm. um, I'm expecting uh, some students to be wandering into the studio here down the road. I hope so. Yeah. I yeah, the impact that this has on our community um, and our future of our mm-hmm. workforce is superb. And, and one of the things that I get excited about is you know just having board members reach out and, and bringing board members along uh, on the journey and, and having them see firsthand what's happening. You know, I really appreciate uh, Julie coming out and, this morning and yeah. and visiting with myself and staff and, and learning a little bit more about our district. And I know I learned some things, so it was it was a good morning. Definitely. We have Superintendent Jeremy Olson of the Bemidji School District and board member Julie Ladela here. And they have a school board meeting tonight, and there's a lot of stuff to cover. Top of it is the strategic plan that I'm pretty well aware of because I was in the midst of it this summer. Yes, so we are, we've been, so your process right there, the process we just went through, uh, we, we developed uh some core values, which I think you're pretty instrumental in, in helping us with that. And um, then we also looked at uh, the vision, which I think was a pretty succinct vision. So <laughs> I appreciate that as well. Uh, so we, we talked through some of those things as a group. And what has happened since that time is I've been working with my team, uh, which is the cabinet, which are uh, we've been talking through, you know, wh- how do we actually put legs to this? You know, how do we take the concepts, the strategic directions that we've received from this committee and make them actionable. And so what we've been doing is putting together items that would bolster. So as we talked about a strategic direction, we're trying to put items underneath there and uh, bolster that and say, okay, how do we, how do we move this forward in a practical on a Monday morning at eight o'clock? What does that look like? So we've been doing that. And then there's a, there's this project, this process is not done yet because then we're looking at having a, a um, special school board meeting, a work session in October, right before our regular meeting to set priorities. So I'm going to be asking the board to say, okay, we've, here's the whole strategic plan. Where do we start? What is the priority of the, the school board as far as the items that we should absolutely be attacking right now? Because as you remember, this is a five-year plan yeah. and we're going to be doing no one justice if we try to do everything all at once for all people at all times, right? That's not effective. So we need to stair-step this and look at, okay, what are we going to implement when, where, who's responsible, and what does this look like so we can make sure that at the end of the five years that we've really accomplished the things that we set out to do. Otherwise, we're wasting everyone's time, and we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So as far as the strategic plan is uh, concerned, what we really focused on, that our strategic plan focus areas, right? And giving, you know, painting with a really broad brush because I, I know your listeners are interested in this, but I know that they probably don't want me to spend 20 minutes talking about the strategic <laughs> plan. Right. Um, but if someone would like to come and hang out with me in my office, I would absolutely walk th- them through that. And there will be some communications going out to the community about different components. I'm going to try to chunk it down and, and really focus on here's what we're doing and why we're doing it. But as far as strategic plan focus areas, the, the first one is obvious student achievement, right? That's mm-hmm. who we are as a school district. We are about education. That is who Bemidji is. We are about student engagement and student instruction. Um, student support and belonging. That really came from a lot of that, those concepts came from our students saying, you know, we want it all, everyone wants a sense of belonging. Uh, we all know that as adults, right? When we go to work, we want a sense of belonging. When we're in social circles, we want a sense of belonging. So creating that, that fostering that environment where students feel a sense of belonging is going to be really important to our future. Next, we looked at district culture. What is our district culture going to look like? What do we want in a district culture? 
because this needs to be a great place to come to work, right? Mm-hmm. The, the way that we function as a district is very important. What is our level of honesty and transparency? You know, that's something that's important to our community as well. We need to function from a standpoint of everything that I, um, when I communicate with you as a community, I need to be honest, I need to be transparent in, in the whys of what we're doing. And then community connection, engaging with our community and making sure that community feels like this is their school. We are their choice school. And so those are the components that we're looking at. And of course, there's a lot. I've actually got two and a half pages right now of, <laughs> of different items that go underneath that. Um, that's that's going to be communicated at a later date and after the board has set some priorities and so forth. But as far as our overall strategic plan, if you were to boil it down into a couple things, it's student achievement, student support and belonging, district culture, and community connection. Under that, we have some, um, our vision is education, opportunities, connections, innovation. And each one of those words have some, some meaning behind them. And I'm not going to spend any more time because I can tell we've got a lot to work through here yeah. um, as we look at the board meeting. But those are some things to stay tuned as we start to communicate this with our community. And will information on that be available on the website as we go along and things like that? Yes. So okay. what I plan to do is actually um, I do a monthly communication to our community uh, through the newspaper. Uh, what I'm planning on doing is, uh, first of all, doing an article that kind of lays the strategic plan out in a very broad um, mm-hmm. terms and then going and focusing on each area so that I can communicate with our community about what do these different areas actually mean? What does this actually look like? And how does this apply to our district? And what does that mean for you as a, as a taxpayer? What does that mean for you as a parent? Uh, what can you expect from Bemidji schools? And so I'm going to lay that out. That's, those are in future publications because I really want to go through this, um, each, each of these strategic focuses in depth so that I give the community an understanding of what we're looking to accomplish. Okay. Uh, and uh, also a 21st century grant. I, I, you've gotten that. What what does that mean? Okay, so what does that mean? Um, so we during the pandemic we had dollars for you know learning clubs for extra activities to bolster students' skills, to uh, help students after with after school programming, uh, helping with some transportation things like that. Right. So basically removing barriers so that kids can find success in after school programming. And that after-school programming is really designed to help bolster and give students a shot in the arm academically. Well, with the, if anyone's followed federal uh, COVID dollars, they're expiring June 30th of 2024. And so what we, the 21st Century Grant really is about kind of continuing that work that's been done with after-school programming and so forth, continuing that work with some key partners. Um, we've had some key partners uh, like the Boys and Girls Club and so forth that we've worked with to provide some of those services and support for students. So we're, we were looking for ways to continue that support because the last thing you want to do is put a program in place and then it goes for a couple of years and then we drop it and we move on. That's not how good programming uh, functions. That's not what is responsible programming. And, and so we want to be very responsible in everything we do. So we actually went out after this 21st Century Grant to help extend um, that after-school learning and those after-school supports. Okay. And we're successful, by the way. So <laughs> that, that was fun to see. And then everybody's favorite topic, uh, levy talk, the initial <laughs> levy. And, Julie, I know one of the things that uh, you bring to the table that I really appreciate is just a concern for all citizens to know what's going on to, and, and to be transparent. Uh, and this is one of the things people want to be transparent about. It's how the money is being spent in the district. Correct. I think that um – Also, 
communicated it in a way that everybody understands. So even when I first ran for um, school board, I didn't even know what a levy was. I had to Google it to find out what does a levy mean in the in the school board sense. Um, and so really, yeah, just being as transparent as we can so that there isn't a question of where are the dollars going, how are we spending them and stuff. So, yeah, super important to me for sure. Okay. So, again, the fun part uh, is uh, trying to determine what that levy is going to be and yep. getting that, quote, good news to the uh, to the people who are going to pay it. A- absolutely. So a, a levy is it's kind of interesting because this is the start of a process that will actually conclude in December. So the the actual levy gets set, set after a truth and taxation hearing um, in the December school board meeting. So that what we do is we have a truth and taxation hearing in which we present basically, here's the final levy, here's what we're looking at, here's what our, tax, our, our taxpayers are going to be looking at uh, going into the next year. We're very limited in, in Minnesota. It's interesting how we function so differently than counties and cities. We don't get to set a, a levy percentage. What we have is there's a 39-page formula, okay? I'm going to probably lose people here, but there's about a 39-page formula that, that dictates what we can do. And the board has very little authority on how they can maneuver um, within that formula because it's it's all set. There's things that you can under-levy for. There's things that you can't under-levy for. There's things that if you under-levy for, you actually end up going backwards financially, which is not smart. And so we have to be really careful about that because there's a lot of pieces and a lot of components to this. So in September, what we're basically doing at tonight's board meeting will be to say, we're recommending to use a term called maximum, which what that actually says is that says, instead of setting a dollar amount, because whatever dollar amount you set in September, you have to be at or below in December. And that ebbs and flows as the state inform- the state continually puts information into the system. So there's an ebb and a flow of the levy from September to December when they finally set it. And so if we levy a dollar amount, we might be shortchanging um, not only our taxpayers because of of how we leverage funds, but we might be short. We'll definitely be shortchanging the district. And so what we do is we set this placeholder called maximum, which allows the board the maximum flexibility. So when you think about maximum, it's not dollar amounts necessarily. It's maximum flexibility, allowing the board in December to uh, levy whatever um, we whatever is allowable under the formula or not to, right? So they have the ability to under levy if they want, but that there's very limited sections of the formula you can do that in. And so the long and short of it, this is the start of a process that will conclude in December. And so okay. this portion is the portion that um, we end up doing so that there's something to go on the proposed tax statements to come out to people. And then in December, that can be adjusted um, by the school board. So this is a, a long process. Um, we really, even when we go to do the levy inputs, we, own, we there are certain things that we don't even uh, put levy inputs in for in August because we know that we're not going to want to go after this this portion of, because we don't want to increase local um, taxation. So there's a lot of thought that gets put into it, a lot of strategy that goes that gets in, inputted into this because our job is to try to leverage as many state dollars as we can, which is known as state aid, which is non-local, so that we can reduce as much as possible the local impact or the felt local impact um, of taxation. So a lot of work goes into this. There's a lot of, it's a complex thing. It's 39 pages of formula. Um, I would 
if anyone has ever has any questions, I would absolutely um, love to have a conversation with you or to talk through this because there's this is one of those things where some people's eyes glaze over and they <laughs> like are done talking. Like already, I've probably lost a majority of your of your <laughs> listeners. But if someone's interested in this, you know, we our job is we just talked about in the school board's very uh, very focused on this transparency and honesty. So. Um, if I would absolutely love to have a conversation if someone has questions about this, you know, I can certainly sit down and explain uh, what, what goes into this and why we're doing what we're doing because we're always mindful of the impact of local taxes and how important that is. I also want to remind people that school districts uh, levy a, a dollar amount that gets spread over the tax base. Um, so there's there's we don't get the levy like like uh, counties and cities do. So there's a vast difference between how schools levy and how counties and uh, cities levy. So if anyone would ever want to engage in a conversation with me, uh, I can I will certainly love to sit down and talk through all this. Okay. You've got a few uh, policies you need to take care of uh, for buses, uh, security, and COVID, actually. Yeah, so uh, we are... Uh, one of the policies that we're looking at, and it's not really a policy, but it's a list that needs to be presented by the board and approved by the board. By state statute, anytime that we don't use a traditional um, stop on a school bus, so that would be where the bus comes to stop, we have the stop arm extended, the red lights are going. There is a couple areas in the district that have been deemed that that would actually create more of an unsafe situation than pulling off to the side of the road and using our hazards or doing something different. And so anytime we deviate from that that stop, the, the statute is that we have to use the stop arm unless the school board approves the location of a stop that would not be using the stop arm. Uh, our transportation department does a great job of really looking at the of the physical situational awareness to see, okay, is this a less safe, are we creating a more dangerous situation by doing this? And in those areas where that's deemed to be so, because of course our job is always to make sure that we create the safest possible situation. In areas that we've already deemed that that's a less safe way of operating, those things have to come to the school board, have to be approved. Otherwise, um, you know, for us to continue that, those kind of stops. Okay. So, so there'll just be a couple of stops. This is something the district's been doing for years and years, okay. and so just updating that. And then the, the security keys uh, policy, that is because the district is moving towards multi factor authentication. There, I got that yes. out. Um, and that is in response for, I'm sure some people have noticed that Rochester Public Schools was shut down last year because of a security breach. Um, and so we are trying to be as prepared as possible as a district to, um, and so we've moved to multi-factor authentication. And this policy specifically governs one of those factors that we're using. If people don't want to use their cell phones, this would give um, employees a, a option to use what's called security key. It's kind of like a, my understanding is like a jump drive that they could use to um, basically authenticate that they are who they say they are. Okay. And so this is just one policy. And then the um, we're looking at rescinding, there's an old policy we came across that really deals with COVID-19 and it just does not reflect our current uh, practice. So we're looking at rescinding, we're asking the board to rescind that because it does not meet our, the policy does not meet our current practices. Okay. And you're going to take a look at some activity passes and expanding uh, free passes for certain populations, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited about this, actually. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am. Or yes, we are. So, uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you want to 
explain it. Sure, absolutely. It's definitely exciting. I, I, I was going to say, because I know you're really excited about this, so I just I didn't want to take uh, steal your thunder. <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're looking at our activity passes. Uh, we've Our activities department has been really pushing uh, the publication of this. This is something, a longstanding uh, practice the district has had to uh, look at because we want to we want to um, honor those people that and, and get people to come and support our uh, activities and so anyone that was 65 or years of old or older um, would get, could get a complimentary activity pass and uh, if they come down to the district office and we started pushing that uh, and one of the things that we noticed was there's also a residency restriction on that and what we realized is that there's several grandparents and people that are connected to our students but maybe don't live in our in our outer district lines and so we we started having the conversation about if you have a student that is at Bemidji high school or in Bemidji um, activities and you don't live in the district you know should what should we be doing should we be allowing those people as well and so at this point we have this res- residency restriction and so I'm asking the board if they want to remove that to allow um uh, grandparents and so forth that support our, our students to, to come in. And then the other piece is that we have several open enrolled kids, so kids that are coming to us from another district, and uh, that's a pretty substantial number. And so we're looking at um, trying to support them as well because uh, when the open enrolled students do come to our district, you know, the revenue does follow the child. And so there's lots of things like that that we're considering as well. In addition to that, um, we're going to have a conversation at the board table about uh, veterans, and if we should expand this to people who have served our country, uh, mm-hmm. we have tremendous respect uh, for those people that have served our country, and mm-hmm. um, this is just one way that we feel like we could maybe give back a little bit, uh, because of course there's a tremendous amount of of service and dedication that's needed to serve our country, and this is just w- an option that I think the school board is possible looking at as as far as saying, hey, we we appreciate your service, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, I want to circle back to the uh, the um, career academies. And Julie, apparently, yes. there's at least one student in the fashion career academy that you found out this morning. The fa- oh yes, I did. Uh, so we did have a, a student come up and uh, comment on Jeremy's tie. So if you're watching the school board meeting tonight, make sure you guys all look at his tie that he's wearing because <laughs> I guess it's not fashionable. <laughs> Not not critiqued I, well. Right, not critiqued well. I was actually floored. I know our students are very honest, uh, but the good news is it was his daughter, so that made me feel <laughs> so a little I, bit So I just better. had to laugh a little bit. So my daughter comes up, she takes a look at my tie and says, "Dad, that's an ugly tie." <laughs> and so uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Apparently, I'm going to get rated on my tie yeah. tonight. So yeah. okay, everybody, yeah. take a look. It's yeah, his tie. I, I will. I will right. tell you right now. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a sense around fashion. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen worse. Yeah. I have worse. That's a glowing endorsement. (laughs) I've seen worse. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Anything else before we wrap it up today? You know, I I, I would say that I'm just excited um, to see where it was. It was the energy, the the enthusiasm I saw today in the high school, um, just the support that we get to offer students, the opportunities that we, and this is something Julie and I were talking about this morning is, the opportunities that are, are available to our kids are just amazing. And I am very proud of this district. And, uh, you know, some, sometimes things don't go as well as you'd want them to go, right? There's mm-hmm. there's things we can work on. There's things we can improve. But I am optimistic for our future. I think the strategic plan is will be a, a huge part of that. It gives us a little bit of focus and direction. I'm just optimistic for our future and the future of our district. And 
uh, with the, my last thing I'd like to say is go Jacks. All right. <laughs> Julia Ladela, school board member and superintendent of District 31, Jeremy Olson, thanks for being here on Chat About today. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Chatabout has been sponsored by First National Bank Bemidji and Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. On our next show, we'll talk about the Beltrami County Board Meeting with Commissioner Craig Gosvick. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here today.